the shot. You're listening to Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast recorded in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm your host, James Rose, and today I'm here with the leader of the KC Spurs fan group, the man who feels Kane's pain at not being awarded that goal, and who thanks Liverpool and Chelsea for their dropping of points. Hooray. It's Jared Bustamante. How are you, bud? I am doing well, doing well. Anxious to see uh, the dubious goals committee, something I didn't even know existed. Dubious. See what they say. I'm excited. <laughs> it's uh, to be determined, I guess. Yeah. Um, and from the red side of the room, he's the leader of the Arsenal Casey fan group. The man who is now Facebook friends with Danny Welbeck and who secretly thinks Wenger should stay. I think he's right. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? I'm just happy that I don't have to watch anymore that Liverpool-Everton match. Good Lord. <laughs> Hey, it might be in the top three. Who knows? Uh, let's kick off with that uh, segment where our contestants try to figure out which stories and games were the most discussed. Three points for guessing number one, two for number two, and so on. Jared, you're up first this week. So out of all the fixtures that we had, which one do you think might top the list this week? Uh, you know, i got to think long and hard about this. Have a good but, think. Uh... You know, I'll give you the extra time for this because it is, it is a tough one. Let's go with that Manchester derby. That uh, would be absolutely correct. Yes, so that'll get you those three points. Manchester City stunned by their local rivals in a thrilling derby encounter. The Red Devils come from two goals down to win it 3-2 at the Etihad. Uh, this is the first time Pep has lost a game having been leading by two goals, like ever. Not just with Man City, but with any team that he's managed. Um, so, Jared, what happened to City? The weakness of City and its suspect defending. That's exactly what it was. Uh, just completely switched off in the back. Um, the, you know, Chris Smalling giveth and Chris Smalling taketh <laughs> away. Uh, uh, he was responsible for that uh, for that first goal. He can be just a free header. Uh, and then uh, he comes down nowhere through the middle. Uh, and hats off to Paul Pogba, uh, kind of stepping up and uh, really, really kind of being the player that everyone, well, at least that he's being paid to be. Uh, there's been there's been a question of whether or not he's uh, uh, really produced and been in and out of favor. Uh, but I, this was the exposed city defense that I think is 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 still a hole in this team. They are a team that you have to chase around the pitch up and down, and if they are possessing the ball, then uh, then then you're in trouble. Uh, but if you can if you can get in behind, if you can uh, if you can work through and try to unlock that midfield, uh, you can you can score as as, as United showed and uh, uh, denying for at least a week uh, uh, the honor guard for City. I'm, I was just shocked. I mean, especially being two 0 up, you think okay, I think uh, City can finally get their crown and we can be done with this but uh it now rests on spurs's shoulders next week to potentially spoil another party can they do it jared real quick <laughs> yeah i god i hope so um great, I, I i have a question of whether or not uh, uh harry kane is 100 percent with him coming back i think spurs is still kind of getting in the back of the shape of having harry up top mm-hmm. uh they are a different squad and and i uh Part of me thinks, and this will be unpopular, that I think the way Spurs set up without Harry might be a better setup for them against City. Uh, with Sun running around up top, 
uh, with with Eric Lamella in behind, uh, kind of doing the same thing that United w- was able to do. I mean, you look at look who's on the score sheet. You don't see Lukaku on there. I hope that they've kind of squared it away. They had a bit of a you know block against Stoke, but uh, uh, hey, anything can happen. That's why we play him, right? Boys, do you think Man City were robbed of a few penalty calls from Aston Young? I certainly think that there were opportunities for them to be able to have a couple penalty calls. Whether or not either of those specific calls were on, are that were not called on Ashley Young were. I, I think most of them were fifty-fifty. The studs up challenge was pretty was bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, but even though that could have very possibly been a PK, I think the only team that Manchester City had to blame for their loss this weekend is themselves. I mean, they were up two nil and. You talk about the circumstances that sort of dictated that. They were dominating Manchester United for basically the entire first half. Mm -hmm. And Gundogan and Raheem Sterling missed some wide-open sitters that I think went off the post. I mean, it was like they were playing post-post bar. Manchester City had at least two or three potential goals bounce off the woodwork within the span of total minutes of about 15 to 20 minutes. And I think if that third goal goes in, that uh, the match is done. Neither of Paul Pogba's goals were especially spectacular. Mm. They were built off nice passing. The chess that led to, I believe, his first goal was quite nice. But they were both pretty close scoring opportunities. It's not like he just conjured something out of the middle of nowhere. I think Jared's point's well taken that City's defense is just fragile. But I, I think while their defense is certainly blamed for them dropping three points in this match, I think that the offense, especially in the second half, bears just as much blame. I, legitimately, I think... When it's 2-0 or even when it's 2-1, if any of those chances go in and it becomes 3-1, I think City rides the ship. The problem is the fact that it was 2-1 and then it was almost immediately 2-2. If you're getting beat off of a nice touch by Chris Smalling, (laughs) it's an embarrassing way to go down. It's one of those situations where both those Paul Pogba goals were from pretty horrible defending and, you know, just to spite Jose Mourinho and his terrible managerial tactics, it's nice to see Paul Pogba score twice. And uh, even though it gave Mourinho the win, it still demonstrates that him sitting him for the last three weeks hasn't exactly been the wisest of decisions. I did think that Manchester United celebrating like they just won the league after the match was over was a little bit ridiculous. You know, <laughs> you're the second team this campaign to beat Manchester City, and that's all well and good, but... It's still 84 to 71 in terms of points. And the reality is City could very well win this next week against Tottenham. And all of this is for naught. And Manchester United just look like a bunch of morons out there celebrating like they just won the league on City's pitch. And, you know, credit where credit's due. It's an impressive win to come from 2-0 down and beat a really good Manchester City team. But I think that... You also have to factor in the fact that I think Manchester City's still reeling a little bit from that Liverpool loss earlier in the week. And it's a right. situation where I think especially after that first goal went in, but definitely after that second goal went in, you could see a little bit of fear in this team, which has been something that you've just not seen through the first 32 matches of this campaign. And mm-hmm. it was strange and sort of surreal mm-hmm. to watch what looked like a damaged, scared City team play. Mm-hmm. That was just finished off by a, a what I will admit was a very nice set piece kick from Alexis that Chris Smalling finished, and from then on, I think it was just done. City had a, a few more opportunities, but they looked completely shook. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it, that's fair, boys. You know, they're celebrating. It's not like they, you know, beat Southampton late or something huge like that. You're right. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> 
Uh, let's quickly move on then to our next one. Uh, boys, you're up. We have second and third spot still to guess. So what do you think? Let's go with the best thing that Chicharito ever did, the equalizer against Chelsea in the West Ham match. That would be it. Yes, that'll get you those two points. Chelsea denied those three points again at Stamford Bridge. Thanks to a hernandez field West Ham fight back. Final score was 1-1. One to one. Um, As we very well know, especially Jared, um, Chelsea lose to Spurs last week. And now they've not come away with three points again. So, Boyce, what is next for this Chelsea team? Do they go ahead and sack their manager? Do they get new players in already? What's the deal? Well, I definitely think that Roman Abramovich has seen the end of the present managerial reign at Chelsea. It was pretty evident, and it's been evident for the whole entire 2018 campaign. I read a stat this weekend that Chelsea have three wins in all of 2018 wow. in the Premier League. Three wins since January 1st, 2018. But it's also abysmal that they've had three wins and Arsenal are still somehow three points behind them. But I think the only thing that is left for this Chelsea team is for things to get worse. The situation still exists where they've got Southampton in the FA Cup. That's certainly a match that they should win at Wembley. But if they don't, or... Worst case scenario in the Premier League, they somehow managed to finish behind Arsenal and take sixth place. It's very unlikely that Chelsea are seeing the Champions League in the 18-19 campaign. They're about ready to sack their manager. They supposedly, or at least potentially, could win an FA Cup. But I don't think that that's saving his career. I don't think that's saving Conte's career. It's just a situation where I think they've got six more Premier League matches... They've got the FA Cup, and then I think they're just going to be happy to watch this campaign die. Jared, West Ham have now had two positive outcomes from the last two games after beating the Saints 3-0 last week. Uh, so based on these outcomes, how do you think West Ham will finish their season? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it, it took a bit of magic. I was going to say, you know, uh, uh, boys have to say something nice about Chicharito. And he did. I'm very excited about that. Uh, <laughs> I think they'll uh, secure Premier League football for next season and uh, kind of figure it out. I mean, we we talked about, you know, uh, West Ham being, frankly, too big and too storied of a club to kind of wallow like mm. this. Uh, what, uh, everyone saw what happened to Aston Villa. Not what you want. There are dozens of examples that came before, you know, from Portsmouth and the like. But... Moving into the Olympic Stadium has not been friendly to them. Uh, And this is what the fans wanted. When you're invading the pitch and you're sparring quite literally with Mark Noble uh, and trying to just actually just play the game. Uh, And and so – Hats off to the to the product on the field. Uh, They they responded. And this is this is huge. Chicharito coming on. That was a tough finish, by the way. Uh, I I don't know what angles you guys saw, but that angle from behind him going near post, going around like that. Outstanding finish. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and hats off to them for responding. But I think uh, we're going to see some rebuilding and see some moves next season because because they need it Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, right now. They are, I think, uh, six points from safety. That's razor thin margins with with six to play. So uh, I think they'll make it. I think they'll make it next year. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see more of Moises' crazy eyes. Uh, right, Jared, we're back to you then for the last one. Uh, just the third spot still to guess. So what do you think? Kind of what we alluded to uh, earlier, uh, that nil-nil draw Merseyside derby. Sadly, that did not make the list. So, boys, uh, we're back to you. Boys, we're back to you. <laughs> as much as I desire to talk about this match, let's go with Arsenal's, we'll call it, thrilling 
3-2 win against Southampton. Yes, that'll take third spot this week. Uh, that'll get you that single point. Uh, Arsenal have now won, strap in boys, six matches in a row in all competitions. The last time they did that was May 2017. Whoa, look out. Um, so, based on their performance, where do you see Arsenal finishing this season? Honestly, I think if you look at Chelsea's run-in and you look at Arsenal's run-in, they're fairly similar Arsenal's run-in's pretty kind, even though there are four away matches and two home matches. Chelsea have, I believe, an equal amount between them, but Arsenal have Manchester United away. I, I think that's a fixture that they stand absolutely no chance of winning. Chelsea have, it looks like, Burnley away, and Liverpool at home appear to be their two closest matches. The reality is that Chelsea are in a free fall right now. And there's at least, I think, a fighting chance that Arsenal somehow managed to pull out fifth. But the reality of the situation is, if you saw the lineup this weekend and the way that they've been playing in the Premier League, I think they've had two fortunate runs with Watford and Southampton as the teams that they've played, and Stoke as well, where they can afford to start their B-plus, A-minus team and still get away with it. I think some of these away fixtures that Arsenal will be involved in, whether or not it's Newcastle... Um, even Huddersfield on the last day of the campaign or Manchester United, those are matches that it's going to be hard pressed for Arsenal to win with a sort of A minus B plus squad. Right. Uh, so I think in terms of the Premier League, Chelsea's form has been absolutely atrocious. And I would not put anything by them in terms of just squandering points throughout the rest of the campaign. But I think I would probably end up being surprised in the event that they finish anything lower than fifth. And for Arsenal, you know, beyond the league where I've just fingers crossed that Burnley somehow don't manage to come up and take sixth and nick Arsenal into seventh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, things can only get worse. Uh, I, I think Arsenal are just so focused on the Europa League right now. Those two wins against Milan, I think, were quite good. They were rampant against Seska Moscow. Uh, last Thursday, they have a 4-1 lead going into the away fixture. Things are looking interesting on that front for the semifinals when you have a team like Lazio, probably Atletico Madrid, and potentially either Leipzig or Marseille. Uh, I think it's just all in on the Europa League for them this year, irrespective of where they finish in the, the league standings. I mean, the, the idea that they could even potentially nick fourth is so ridiculous that you know it would just take a free fall from Spurs, which... It's not like we haven't seen that before, but I think they're running out of opportunities this campaign. So it really looks like <laughs> Arsenal, <laughs> they're the, the Manchester United double where they finish sixth and uh, win the Europa League really does look like the best outcome for the team for the rest of this campaign. Hey, it could happen. Uh, Jared, specifically about that game, tempers rose towards the end with two red cards and a yellow in pretty quick succession. Uh, more specifically, we had that incident with Jack Wilshire and Jack Stevens. Um, do you think Jack Wilshire got away with one here? Absolutely. Oh, my <laughs> God. Frankly, I'm surprised he left the exchange and wasn't stretchered off. Good grief. <laughs> uh, but you look at that, and I would not be surprised to see maybe some more discipline come down from the F.A., I hesitate to say, well, you know, there's a first aggressor rule. Uh, when he came back, I think he did get like hit in the throat and then down he went, which I also find hilarious. Mm -hmm. But uh, the issue I have with it is this, is that even after, I mean, hats off to the referee for taking swift and you know, deliberate action on it. 
red card, yellow. Okay, boom, sit down. And Wilshire is still just jawing. It had to be pulled back by Boyce's white knight and Petr Cech. Uh, so I absolutely think he got away with one. And the, the second one was just absolutely unnecessary. I don't mm-hmm. understand. I it, it Tempers, flare, uh, fine. But I, I think everyone would say, like, well, this is a match that, you know, Arsenal should win. Uh, uh, and I just, I, I think he absolutely got away with one. Um, I'm not at all surprised given the stripe, but you know, we'll go on to next week. Uh, let's swiftly move on then to our next game, which this week is Rumor Mill. Yes, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper from the last week. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something I completely made up. So it's basically draw or false. Two points for a correct guess. Boyce, you are up first with this one. Everton manager Sam Allardyce has emerged as a contender to become West Brom's boss if he's sacked by the Goodison Park Club. True or false? I can't imagine that even West Brom would be that stupid, even though they'll be in the championship. So I'm going to say false. It is, believe it or not, true. The Sunday Times published that fantastic article on the uh, on the 8th of April. So, believe it or not, it is true. So, well, I guess we'll see if that uh, actually ends up happening. Uh, Jared, this next one is for you. Chelsea have swooped in as contenders for Welsh forward Gareth Bale as rumours of Hazard's exits to Real Madrid escalate and a potential swap deal could be made. True. It is false. I made it up. What? Um, yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> One for the win there on me, creativity-wise. Um, could be true, though. I mean, honestly, I could see that. But um, no, it's... The it rumors of a Harry and Bale swap are true. But the Hazard built... Uh, the world doesn't make sense anymore. Well, it's, yeah, wait till next week and a newspaper article will publish it. And I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of right. A week in advance. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll cite you as a source. There yeah. you go. I'll take it. Uh, boys, this next one's for you. French club Paris Saint-Germain are said to be lining up a significant bid for 25-year-old Liverpool winger Mohamed Salah. Oh, man. They would be wise to do so, but I don't think so. So, false. It is true. The French oh my news- God. Yeah, we're on a fire today. Uh, the French newspaper so much money. magazine Le Ten Sport are... Uh, Apparently writing this uh, trivial, or maybe not trivial, news, um, they would have to literally put up a significant amount of money if they were going to get him. But hey, they might do it. Um, they've got the money. It's not so like they've done it before. There you go. See, that's exactly it. I mean, gosh, who would have thought Neymar costing that much? But anyway, um, <laughs> Jared, this last one's for you. Paul Pogba's close friends claim he made a bet with fellow teammate Romelu Lukaku <laughs> before the Manchester derby, which now means Lukaku will have to clean his car. Why not? True. <laughs> it's false. God. <laughs> Clean sweep. Um, no, it's I literally in, it sounds true. But uh, again, my creative brain did the work there and it is false. Too good. All right, let's swiftly move on then to our last game of the day, which is, of course, player profile. So, again, five different clues to each Premier League player. Each one is easier than the last. First player to shout out their name and correctly guess that player will win the two points. 
but you only have one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. This week, the category is midfielders. Midfielders. So again, all these players are midfielders. Maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't. So here we go. The first player is a French international. Used to play for Leicester City. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. Conte. That was a great shot, and it'll get you those two points. Yes, that is correct. N'Golo Kante. The other clues were, in case you're interested, where's the number seven shirt? First name is N'Golo, so that might have done it. Anyway, uh, let's swiftly move on to player number two, who is also a French international. He scored over the weekend. Plays for Manchester United. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. Paul Pogba. Don't regret it, man. You got it. Nailed it in one. Yes, that'll get you those two points. The I was other about two... to say, did you think Smalling was French? <laughs> uh, it seems like one of those clever ruses that James likes to play where he sets you up and then automatically denies you points with some sort of clever turn. I do do that. That is true. Uh, but no, I made it easy this time. Uh, the other two clues, in case you were interested, transferred for $89 million and dyed his hair sky blue like an idiot. Um, that last one would have probably got it. Um, <laughs> player number three is a Belgian international. He used to play for Chelsea. Is contender for player of the season. Boyce. Jer- yes, Boyce. Oh. De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. That is yeah. correct. Yes, you get those two points. Other clues were currently players for Manchester City, and his first name is Kevin so again, that might have Go done. Go to the it. tape for that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, player number four, Jared. You can still come back into this. Uh, player number four is a Kenyan. Jared. Yes, Jared. Victor Wanyama. Bam! That is it. Yes, I should, I should give bonus points for that because you got it on the first clue. Um, <laughs> but that is correct. Yeah, he scored a rocket against Liverpool this season. Has been with his club since 2016. Used to play for Southampton. Now plays for Spurs, Victor Munyama. Nice work on that. Uh, here we go then with the last one of the game. Where's the number 35 shirt? Is an Egyptian international. Boys. Yes, boys. The recently red-carded Mohamed Elneny. That would be absolutely correct. Yes, Mohamed Elneny will get you those two points. The other clues were hasn't scored once despite 35 appearances for his club, was red-carded over the weekend, and plays for the Gunners. So nice. Didn't he score against Barcelona in the Champions League at some point? You know, now that I look back at that stat, I've, has he scored once despite 35? You could be right. That could have been a, that could have been a false clue. Um, but uh, hey, you, need, you didn't need it anyway, so uh, we'll take it. Anyway, yes, that, uh, that concludes the game. And I hate to admit it, Jared. Once again, my friend, we fell short. I, I know. I feel like you're almost there, and then Boyce swoops in right at the end. Um, dare I say the score? Final score was 5, Jared, uh, 11, Boyce. He really did uh, take the wings on that last game, which means the series score is now 8 to 12, and with only, f- I think, five weekends left, I think it really is time to, time to step it up, Jared. <laughs> Just a nice... <laughs> 2012 city finish is what I'm is what I'm setting up here. Setting up for success. There you go. Who have the who have Spurs got this weekend, Jared? 
Uh, well, well, city. <laughs> oh, duh. Yeah, spoke we'll, that. <laughs> we'll, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, hopefully, we can avoid the honor guard at Wembley. But um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's going to be one of those uh, strange days. I'm assuming is hosting a watch party. That is 100 percent true. And we have the late, late, late start. I'm very, very confused. Uh, watching at 1:45 here Central Time. Mm-hmm. That is a late start. Yeah. Uh, boys, who do Arsenal have? Arsenal have the lovely Newcastle mm-hmm. on Sunday at 7.30 a.m. I will say, as much as I have enjoyed the Europa League, I am starting to get a little bit tired of these early matches on Sunday <laughs> mornings. Uh, oh, man. Johnny's hang- Tavern is the place for that? Johnny's Tavern, where you can cure your hangover with more beer. Even better. Love it. Uh, final question for debate, guys. Uh, if Gareth Southgate, England manager, had to choose between Delhi Alley and Jack Wilshire, who would he pick? I think the reality of this situation is the fact that Jack Wilshere's played terribly over the last five or six matches. While I disagree with Jared's assertions regarding the red card, even though it was a ridiculous professional foul, which in some cases, like that particular case, I'm generally okay with, the reality is that Wilshere's been awful. Uh, he came on, and you could tell, specifically in that match, uh, he was terrible in the Carabao Cup final as well. But anymore, it appears that he just comes on and tries to demonstrate some ridiculous form of passion by clattering into other players and, I don't know, attaining yellow cards. They're really, you know, I keep looking at the situation where Arsenal have purportedly offered him an, incent- an incentive-laden contract, and I don't understand. I mean, I guess potentially out of pride he's not signing it, but at this point I'm not sure who's going to be in with him. He hasn't been very good throughout the majority of this campaign, except for a few flashes. And as much as it pains me, I think you take Deli Alley. But I would also pair that with the fact that both of them are probably equally likely to get a red card in an important game in the World Cup and kick England out. So, <laughs> and this is where I di- and this is where I disagree. So I agree that it should be Delhi. Uh, one, I just think he's been the more quality player this season. And I think Southgate's issues with him are purely. Uh, with his attitude. And I think in the past few weeks have, uh, uh, since the international break have demonstrated anything is that, uh, Delhi is capable of maturing. Uh, there was a great, uh, little bit. Delhi took a hard challenge late, a late challenge early in the match from, uh, Shawcross, uh, uh, against Stoke over the weekend. And he talks about it. Uh, I say like, look, you know, uh, that's how he plays. He came and hit me late, kind of send a message. And I uh, say, you know, it wasn't going to do anything. What, you know, cooler head prevail. I, you know, wasn't going to pull a Jack Wilshire uh, <laughs> and uh, kept his head in the game and, and, and did quite well. So I'm hoping part of this is very, very much me hoping that this is true uh, because I'm, I'm frankly tired of, uh, of the, uh, you know, sophomoric attitude. And mm-hmm. I just want him to be the great player that he is. Uh, and I'm hoping that he's turned that corner and Southgate uh, recognizes that and they do great things. Yeah, watch neither of them be picked. That'll be the end of it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, right, that's all we have time for this week, guys. Uh, thanks again to Jerry Bustamante and Boyce Richardson. Uh, once again, do check out our social media. We have Kick Corner Flag on Twitter. We have kickflag.com as our website. Uh, so check it out. Guys, any final thoughts, Jared? Um, I'd, uh, player profile go read every single player's profile <laughs> I'll do that till next time get studying uh, boys just like Arsenal I'm going streaking going streaking still doing it love it alright thanks so much for listening guys and until next week 